Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Call 870-26300. And brought to you by Kitchens Truck Sales. For all types of used trucks and trailers for almost all industries, especially farming and farming related. KitchensTruckSales.com. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. All right, let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline and find Clint Conk standing by. Coach, I wish you could be with us today. It's a beautiful day to play outside. That's what we're doing today here at Serta Pro. We've also got lunch being served, so I don't know if you're in the neighborhood. You want to swing by later, but it's good to have you with us. How are you? Well, I'm doing great, but I'm in Mark Tree, Arkansas today, and uh can't be, but can't be in studio. But I'm, uh, I'm there with you guys in spirit. Well, you know what? We'll take it. So let's talk some football. Last weekend did not go well for, well, really any of the Division One teams in the state. UAPB had the most competitive effort, but uh, 40 plus points given up by the other three in the state. Let's start with Arkansas, and I think with the injury issues, not much of a huge surprise there. Although maybe a little bit disappointing, allowing 40 to Mississippi State. Any positives to take away from what you saw last weekend for Arkansas? Yeah, I, I think that uh, Malik Hornsby can be quarterback one. Um, I think I think he showed enough. There was enough uh, enough video there, enough enough work to be seen that he can be a quarterback one at the University of Arkansas. Again, I don't see practice every day. None of us do. Um, why they made the decision to start the other young man, uh, and then again the week before to go with Fortin. Uh, I, I, I don't know, but I do know this: what I saw in that young man, arm talent, obviously his speed is well documented. You got to show that off. I think Malik Hornsby, whether it be if there's an extended absence with KJ Jefferson or moving forward to next year. I think Malik Hornsby can be quarterback one at the University of Arkansas. There's enough talent there. How hard is it, if at all, to get someone to improve their accuracy, which was an issue for him? He was under 50%. He missed a wide-open guy um, yep. you know, on the on the little uh, out route, I guess. It was Landers. But but obviously there were a lot of positives, too. I mean, he obviously showed that he's a guy that's you know hard to bring down as a quarterback and also you know hit on a couple of deep balls. But how, how, how do you go about that, and, and how much can that improvement happen? Well, I think we saw that with K.J. Jefferson. You know, going into last year, his body of work, he was a 47% completion guy. That's who he was. And then, of course, you saw the the big jump that he made last season and uh, nearly 70%. Um, I think you can. Now, you can't do that during the season. You could continue to work on fundamentals and those kind of things. But that's that's off-season work. That's when the lights aren't on and the stadium's not full and the band's not playing. Those are the type of things that you get done during January, February, March, April, and May. And uh, But I think there's enough arm talent there. Obviously, it's tremendously athletic. Um, hey, I watched Lamar Jackson miss two wide-open touchdown passes the other night. He's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I'm not comparing him to Lamar Jackson. But um, now, 
being slightly built, so you got to be you got to pick your spots where where you're running because we saw him get dinged up a little bit in that game. So the SEC West is tough, man. When you go on the road, um, you better bring your A game plus. And uh, Arkansas didn't do that, but I did see a lot out of uh, Hornsby to think that uh, he's got a chance. He really does. You know, they said yesterday. Coach Pittman said yesterday that uh, he is elected to be quarterback only. And he wants to focus on being a quarterback only and being the best number two quarterback he can be. So no more of this wide receivers packages. And I, I'm, I'm kind of torn, Coach, because I want to see him on the field. I'd love to see him out there at wide receiver. But they couldn't get it to work. They couldn't figure it out. They missed that speed on the field. But yet it, a part of me thinks if he had been being quarterback two all this time, he would have been better prepared for the game Saturday and may have been a little bit better throwing the ball Saturday. So you think that's a good well, thing? I- well, I, I think for his development it is. You know, he's not spending time in a wide receiver room or running routes in free practice or, you know, he's going to focus on being a quarterback, a collegiate quarterback in the Southeastern Conference. So I think for that young man's development, that's a good thing. Now, I do think there's enough talent at wide receiver. They may not have – all of them may not have his speed, obviously. Uh, but there is enough talent at wide receiver um, – that I think that they can afford to just leave him in the quarterback room, let him become the best quarterback that he can, grow, learn from KJ, learn from Bryles, learn the system, continue to work on his fundamentals, and if we need him later in the year, the team will be able to count on him in that role. Or, or have quarterback packages with him if that's the route they decide to go. But leaving him in the quarterback room, I think that's best for the young man. And I think it's what's best for the University of Arkansas moving forward into the future post-K.J. Jefferson. How do you feel about this weekend with BYU? I, I saw an encouraging thing, and I hate it for Jaron Hall, the, the quarterback for BYU, but he's got a banged-up shoulder, and he, he played poorly against Notre Dame. Couldn't They didn't throw it that much. I think they only tried 17 passes against Notre Dame, and it had to be because his shoulder was bothering him so much he couldn't throw it accurately. But – uh, how do you like this matchup with Arkansas headed out to BYU? A little bit of a lot of unknowns, you know. Um, <laughs> obviously, Arkansas has their, their issues with injury, particularly in the defensive secondary, and, and that was exposed. And, look, going back to Mississippi State, I just thought Mississippi State Saturday was the better football team. They were more physical. I thought on both lines of scrimmage, their running backs, uh, you know, they threw it when they wanted to. Uh, we were all curious with – Leach have the patience to run the football. We saw that very early on the first drive. Uh, they were just a complete team on Saturday. How that translates later in the year for them, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, Arkansas still moving people around. You saw Hudson Clark go to safety. You know, what's Slusher's situation? Still don't really know there. Uh, that may be a longer-term issue than what we would hope. Um BYU only threw for like 20 yards in the first half last week. That's very un-BYU-like. And, um, you know, you're going on a road, place you've never been, um, a pretty hostile environment, but it is a day game. Um, I don't think you have to worry about the alcohol maniacs there, but they do have a very rapid <laughs> fan base, and their students show up. They pack the place. Um, I think just the road trip tough environment, solid football team makes it a very competitive game. But if Arkansas is going to win, you know, I had an over-under of eight wins at the beginning of the year and caught a little bit of flack. If they want to get to that or maybe exceed that, they've got to get this game on the road, no question about it. 
Yeah, it feels like it's a big one, especially. A, it's going to be a physical game. It's going to be a physical football. Yeah, feels like it with um, you know an extra week coming up, coach, with a bye week before you go to Auburn. I mean, it seems like you don't want to be riding a four-game losing streak. It just feels like a huge game for them. Let's shift gears no, to. Well, go ahead. Let's not. I've got some minor ties to BYU. I say minor. Uh, Gary Croton, the former head coach at Brigham Young, I was an assistant under him at Louisiana Tech, and then he was my offensive coordinator at Stephen F. Austin. Um, and then Bronco Mendenhall were both. Uh, we were both assistants at Louisiana Tech. Of course, he went on to become the head coach at Brigham Young. So I feel like I don't know. I've got some Mormon in me. Maybe I can ask any questions about LDS. I can tell you that I spent a lot of time with those guys. But you know, good football program. They've been great for years. You know, Robbie Bosco talked about that. Uh, this is one that Arkansas needs to get. Well, I hope you'll be rooting for the guys in red, Coach. Despite all your connections. Absolutely. And by the way, they will be in red. BYU is no. doing a whiteout on Saturday, and I saw the unis. We saw yesterday the Cougar yeah, logo cool. or image on the helmet is pretty impressive. It's going to be a cool looking team as they get beat by Arkansas this weekend. That'll be neat. At least they're going to look sharp. Um, also this weekend, Arkansas State on the road against a Southern Miss team that we were talking about covering teams in the NFL. West Ar- Arkansas State, Southern Miss, and James Madison, their previous opponent, all had been perfect against the number. I'll check Southern Miss here in a second. Arkansas State no longer is, obviously, because they got beat pretty handily by a James Madison team coach. We talked a lot about transitioning this week. James Madison to the yep. FBS, and obviously Central Arkansas played a team that's transitioning into Division One from Division II. Um, it's getting, it's seemingly there are some teams that can make that look pretty easy, and James Madison did. Yeah, you got to watch for those transitional teams. I had a little bit of experience with that at UCA myself, but, uh, you know, Arkansas State ran into a really good football team. You know, they James Madison came in, the Dukes came in averaging 40-plus a game. They hit their number. What's impressive is they're allowing less than 20 points a game, and that's the number that they gave up to Arkansas State. So just too much offense, um, too many mistakes by Arkansas State. Um, hey, James Madison now, they're, they're a really good football program, and they've been good for, for many, many years, and it doesn't surprise me that they're ranked in the – top 25 in one of the major polls and what's unfortunate and really stinks went through this myself is you can't go to postseason uh they can win their conference but they can't be a champion and officially and and uh just a really good football team that arkansas state played but they do have an opportunity this week uh southern miss is not your your dad or your grandfather southern miss uh, you know 15 20 years ago um this is one that they they can get on the road they just got to drive down uh, Highway 49 through Arkansas all the way into Mississippi and uh, go play at the Rock in, in Hattiesburg. And I definitely think this is one they could get because Southern Miss has been an up-and-down team. They're better. Uh, but I like the progress that Arkansas State's made. So I, I really think they'll get this game this week. They won at Tulane uh, a while back here. Then they lost at Troy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, you would look on paper. They, this is a team that lost to Liberty out of the gate this year in overtime at home. So, yeah, I would think they'd have a shot here. Um, all right, that's yep. cool. Central Central Arkansas speed of transition lost to a transitioning team, and I think I think most of the people on the staff knew this was not going to be an easy out, but maybe not everybody got the message on the team. According to Coach Brown yesterday, told me that. But um, you know, again, it was a very impressive offensive performance, really by both teams. Defense optional, Coach. You've seen those games before, and unfortunately, yep. Lindenwood got one more score. Yeah, uh, Division Two transitional teams moving up can be very dangerous because you still have elements of uh, 
of recruiting to Division One with some probably really good football players uh, in Division Two that were probably Division One talent. You saw that in their quarterback Brister, I think. Uh, hey, when you go into Estes and roll up 600 yards on offense, that's pretty impressive. Uh, it was a track meet. Uh, it was great to see Chris, uh, Christian Richmond, though. He's starting to be his old self. Mm-hmm. Uh, dynamic play in the kicking game. Uh, back and forth affair. Uh, what was interesting is the fourth quarter, the defenses did decide to show up. And unfortunately, UCA just came up uh, the field goal short. I know disappointing. Um, I text Coach Brown this morning and just told him to keep his head up, be true to yourself, stay consistent, be agreed. And, they're going to fight on. and uh, Boy, it does get easier this week. They've got to go to Kennesaw State, who is rumored to be moving to Conference USA. So another right. transitional, probably, football team. So um, they got their quarterback back last week. He accounted for, I don't know, almost 400 yards of offense, running and throwing. Uh, as we know, they're, the Owls are a very good football team in FCS, so this will be a tough, you know, a tough road trip for the Bears. But uh, uh, I have faith that uh, – They'll have a great week of preparation and put their best foot forward in Atlanta. Real quick before we move on to UAPB, you have some experience, Coach, and you don't see it much anymore, but defending the option, um, you know, you did it, you did it in the playoffs once, and I'm just curious about what the process is like in preparing your team for something they almost never see anymore. Yeah, it's very difficult in a three- or four-day work week, uh, you know, because that's all you have, really, you know, because you're week-to-week in your preparation. You know, they didn't start – preparing for Kennesaw because they run the option three or four weeks ago. They started Sunday night. Now, uh, typically, uh, most teams, and we did too, we changed our scheme to an odd man front, um, more of a, a, a five down look or a three down look. you got to stop the dive. I mean, that's number one. you got to stop the dive, and then you got to take care of the pitch and the, and the quarterback. And, you know, we joked a few weeks ago, we went to Georgia Southern, which is the game you alluded to in the postseason. And we start the fullback. We were going to make sure the fullback didn't beat us. And then Jared McKinnon, the young man we saw last night on for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, he set a school record as a quarterback for rushing yards. So uh, it's uh, a very difficult scheme to prepare with a very short period of time. You've got to be extremely disciplined, uh, not just in your front, but on the back end because the eye candy. Uh, can really get you in trouble, and that's where they get the big over-the-top pass plays. So a very tough pass, no question about it. UCA is going to probably have to outscore them uh, to have success in this game. All right. Well, they yeah, Kennesaw is coming off a 40-34 victory uh, over North Alabama last weekend in double overtime, and so dramatic victory for the Owls last weekend. We'll see how they're feeling this week. All right, um, let's move on to UAPB. You know, they got blown out a couple weeks ago. Last week, a heartbreaker, Coach, a close loss at home. Yeah, very competitive with Texas Southern. Uh, I really thought that, uh, you know, to gain some confidence and momentum, that this would be important for them to get this victory, you know, down on the bluff. But uh, it just doesn't get any easier. Now they got to go to Alabama and They've got a tough schedule the rest of the way. It's going to be tough sledding. And, oh, by the way, I think Eddie Robinson Jr. down there in Alabama. Is he at Alabama a or Alabama State? I don't know. But Alabama a is pretty good. Um, I'm just trying to figure out if Deion Sanders is slack or not slack. I mean, I, I don't know. I know he's <laughs> very interesting turmoil that they had after his game. But UAPB, that was one that they really needed to get some confidence and momentum. They've got a tough haul coming up here starting on the road this week uh, at Alabama a 
All right. Division two coach. Uh, leaders held serve last weekend, not a surprise. And, um, I mean, again, I guess we're going to have a couple of teams that probably have pretty good playoff resumes. we got a ways to go with that. But uh, what were your thoughts on D2 last weekend? Well, my game of the week was Henderson at East Central West, but kind of joked about that East Central bit them. Uh, so that that, uh, that puts Henderson way behind the eight ball now. But OBU and Harding, they'll serve. OBU is impressive now. Their quarterback had a monster day. I think it was 13 or 14, rushed for 100 yards. I mean, it's impressive. They've had, what did I read the other day, 13 or 14, 15 consecutive winning seasons. What Todd Knight's done down in Arkadelphia at Washington has been very, very impressive. They really benefited from UCA moving out of Division Two, and they filled that vacuum and took advantage of that. OBU's one of the best teams in the country, and that's panning out right now, and it's just a machine that he consistently reloads uh, with primarily, primarily, our quarterback's not from Arkansas, but with primarily Arkansas high school football players, and that's a great blueprint. Uh, for the other schools in the state because uh, they're they're one of the top five or six teams in the country and certainly Harding is doing the same thing and uh, those are the that's the cream of the crop right now UAM got beat they're kind of going in the wrong direction bad loss uh, but I was uh, cool to see that uh, Arkansas Tech had a nice win Thursday night um, game of the week this week if Henderson's going to get well they got Harding so we'll see how that pans out. Hmm. Yep, that would be the one to do it against. That's if you can pull it off. Good luck. Um, high school, Wes and I have talked about it. Not a great slate this I think weekend. There are two, a couple good, good two good games and then just a bunch of, eh, we'll wait till next week. Yeah, who, who are the games of the week this week for you guys? Is it Lake Hamilton and Greenwood or this week? Lake Hamilton, Greenwood is huge. And then Rising Fordyce, that's the buzz game of the week. And uh, that's going to be uh, yep. have South Central Arkansas all buzzing. I mean, that's that's huge no matter what. But both teams are really good this year, and that's going to be a big game. Well, if you're a home invader, not that I'm encouraging that, you could go to those two communities and there'll be nobody there because they'll be at the, at the game on Friday night. Uh, th- those two towns will empty out, and it's always a war uh, with Ryzen and the Red Bucks down there. Uh, another game to keep an eye on is Fayetteville at Stentonville this week. Big 7A Northwest game. Uh, big 7A West game. Uh, Fayetteville at Bentonville. Um, Cabot with a huge win last week. Huge win against Conway. Uh, very surprised, not that Cabot was able to score a few points, but how they shut down Conway's prolific offense. Uh, that kind of surprised me. So uh, Cabot and Bryant seem to be headed on a collision course. I wouldn't count Conway out because they still have Bryant mm-hmm. later in the year. Um, but you gotta you, you got to be feeling pretty good if, you, if you're a Cabot Panther right now. Um, Coach, we need to run. Over, over we we got to go, but I got to ask you about uh, the roughing the passer penalty in the NFL. It's come up a lot the last couple of weeks. You know, last night you had a situation where a guy strips a quarterback and falls on top of him, yeah. and so the fumble doesn't count. Tom Brady got tossed to the ground uh, gently by a defender, God forbid, and defender took a penalty for that. Um, we have a Twitter poll going, and I've never seen such overwhelming support for one thing usually we have a debate or discussion or back and forth how about 98 percent on about 45 votes that uh, they say yeah they need to give the defense a break on this deal what do you think 
Oh, I think both calls were horrific. Uh, I mean, we just should be playing seven on seven. And I'm an offensive guy by trade, but a defensive player, you know, coming up. So uh, I, I just don't think – I mean, I understand protecting the unprotected. I get that. But those two particular – I've never seen a guy get a roughing the passer call that braces himself with one arm and has the football on the other arm. Um, I, I thought both both were, uh, were horrific calls. They've got to do something. I don't know if it's replay. Uh, go back and re-educate on how we, uh, you know, officiate rough in the passer. But I thought both of those were not very good calls. I do understand protecting the unprotected. I do. But in those two cases, they went too far. Uh, and I'm not sure what the answer is. It may be replay. Uh, that's a very subjective thing. Or it just may be better education. Yeah. But they've got to do something because uh, one determined the game, I think, and the other one could have determined last night's game. Absolutely. Coach, we got to run. Appreciate the time today, and thank you to our uh, sponsors, Farm Bro- Brothers Flying Service and also Kitchens Truck Sales over in Mariana. We appreciate them, and always good to have you on. Hope to see you in person next week. You bet. Hey, you guys have a great rest of the week. All right, very good. Clint Conk on the uh, Natural State Football Report.